Thanks for joining us for the Re-Up Men's Podcast with Tim Brown. I'm Brandon Porter. Tim will be along in just a minute. For more than a decade, Re-Up has been at work creating resources to disciple men like Jesus did, helping men grow in Christ so they can help others do the same. Check out our Bible studies for individuals or groups at reuppodcast.com. Well, Tim, between the two of us, um, I, I can use the plural word sons to say that we have sons in the military. We, we both do. Um, recently, uh, one of my sons was home um, on a break and we, we sat down. He wanted to watch a war movie and that was the first time I'd ever seen this movie. And I was impressed um, as, as the unit was preparing to go back out into battle. It was uh, set a World War II movie. As they were going back out into battle, how much time they spent preparing and learning about the enemy so that they would be able to understand on the battlefield. That really ties into our study for today. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, and I, right now, my son, my youngest son, who is in the Army National Guard, is deployed as we're recording this. And his job during his deployment right now is to uh, monitor and watch the enemy. Um, with hopes that they won't attack. Uh, he's over in the Middle East right now. But um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it really ties into what we're talking about here because when I was putting, uh, going on this journey and was writing the study and, and, and the Lord was revealing and teaching to me along the way, I kind of used my old football analogy, being an old football player, um, I was a quarterback. That's back when it didn't take a whole lot of skill and talent to, to be a quarterback uh, back in the, uh, some 40 years ago. But, you know, one of the things we did when I was in high school and college, both playing ball, we, we would study film and try to learn as much about the opponent as we could so we could kind of learn their, the way they did things, if, you know, uh, to be able to recognize certain ways they were going to attack us and and be able to counteract that. And uh, so I use that same kind of analogy when I went on this journey of, okay, apparently I've kind of got a grasp now of what God's plan is, but apparently there's an enemy trying to disrupt that. And I just wanted to kind of know much about this enemy as I could and um, never dreamed how beneficial that would be as I continued on this journey of really learning my identity. Absolutely. You know, I think about that. So you you were a much more successful high school quarterback than I was. I was actually a high school quarterback, too, um, at a brand new school, and we never won a game in the two years that I was there. <laughs> you must not have had any skill players. It couldn't have been the quarterback. I don't yeah. know. I yeah. don't know about that. Um, but but that that is something that, that comes to my mind is you know, part of the fun of that game was studying the other team so that, that as quarterback, when you come up, you can watch the, the defensive end or the middle linebacker. I mean, that's kind of technical, I guess. Um, and even the cadence of your count, you're trying to make them move to show you which way they're going to go. There are real spiritual implications for that. There's a flip side to that coin that the enemy also is studying us. Um, and so, so this this is really important stuff for us to think through um, as we as we dive into this lesson. So, Tim, we we've kind of laid the the groundwork, I guess. Um, and when we think about Satan being our enemy, you know, it, it, it's amazing to me that the number of men that have done this study, uh, 
when they get into this section, they are, they're always like, well, shouldn't we be talking about Jesus? And I'm like, well, yeah, but I kind of think at times that's what the enemy wants us to do mm. and forget about him. Mm-hmm. But I learned it was really important to know as much about this enemy as I possibly could because, you know, we know he comes to seek and destroy and um, and he's do- he does a great job of that. Mm-hmm. And so, but to also realize that um, his number one ploy and why it's so important to really understand who he is, his origin, why he does what he does, how he goes about it, is his number one ploy is to get us to doubt who we are. Mm. Always has been. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, uh, the guy who discipled me used to say it this way. You know, he's not really had very many original ideas mm-hmm. since the beginning mm-hmm. because they work. And but but I think if if I'm really going to understand the battle, and later on in the in the study, uh, we really talk about the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really important to understand uh, this enemy. Mm-hmm. But also, as we get into it a little further too, to understand that we can't defeat this enemy mm-hmm. in our own flesh, right? It's got to be him doing it through us. Yeah. So, um, but what's interesting, again, as I said, when I first first started answering this question, after the guys have done the three or four weeks on Satan in the study, they uh, most of them go, wow, wow, that was that's what I needed. To, I really needed to understand mm-hmm. a lot of that, and it's really changed the way I look at my walk. Yeah. And so, um, again, it's all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Don't want to forget that, but but we do need to know about this enemy. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that a little bit. Um, let, let's kind of wind all the way back to the to the front of the scriptures, to the beginning of the creation of the world. Let's go back to the Garden of Eden, and um, as, as we see Satan there in the in the garden interacting with Adam and Eve, what are some things that that we immediately learn? Well, I think we uh, immediately learn that if Satan can get us to think that God wants something from us all the time instead of for us, mm. which he kind of made Eve feel that way, you know, that, you know, God, God you know, he's trying to keep something from you. Mm. And so I think we see that right out, right out of the gate there. Um, and then again, back to the, you know, he's, he's the great deceiver. Mm-hmm. He's, he's uh, full of non-truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything he said to Eve was not true. Mm-hmm. And, so I'm not sure you can even tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think right there we see so much play out that sets the stage uh, for that moment by moment battle that goes on in our life mm-hmm. that that all started started right there, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Yeah. What well, what is his mission? You know, to go back to our football analogy, the 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 defense wants the ball. Yeah. The offense is trying. Yeah. The offense wants to score. Ultimately, I mean, they, the defense will stop you and keep you from scoring, but ultimately they want the ball. Yeah. And so that, yeah. there, there is an ultimate mission there. Yeah. If we have to boil it down, what is Satan's ultimate mission? I think his ultimate mission is to, um, well, as, the, as that verse says, I think he wants to destroy mm-hmm. as much as possible uh, our opportunity to have life. Mm. That John 10.10 10 says, 
in Jesus' words that John recorded, I came that they might have life. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately, now again, that's that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just think what he really wants more than anything else is for us to to not have life. Yeah. And it, when you study Satan, his origin, and, and understand who he was before all this happened, when he got cast out and mm -hmm. so forth, um, he 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 doesn't want anybody to have mm -hmm. kind of what he had mm -hmm. uh, that opportunity to be right there with God and to have this great relationship and to be important to God and yeah. all these things. And so I just kind of describe it as he just, I think his mission is to make sure we don't get to experience life. Mm. Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about that. That that may be news to somebody who's listening with us. What, what, what do you mean he was with God? That that before section yeah. that, that yeah. you just referenced. Well, if we read it in the Old Testament and you'll read some verses here in the study that, um, you know, he, he was called the anointed cherub. Mm-hmm which if you understand the angelic order, uh, which we talk about in the study, uh, that was kind of the top of the food chain. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a guy describe it to me many years ago, and I read it in a commentary as well, is that, you know, if you wanted access to God, you had to go through Satan. Mm -hmm. He was kind of the, the guy right there. Mm -hmm. And so he had this position, mm -hmm. uh, but it was a created position mm -hmm. because he was a created being. Mm -hmm. And, but he decided he wanted to be like the creator yeah. um, and tried to be greater than the creator. And the, the, the creation can never be greater than the creator. Yeah. And uh, so he, he wanted that. Yeah. But before, before that, before he, you know, all unrighteousness was found in him and he was cast out, he was, a, he was kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, we, I, I, that's been another thing in the study. When guys have studied, they're, they're like, I never knew that about him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think under that helps me understand why he's trying to. He's so ticked off at me. Yeah. Now he's ticked off at God. Right. But he, but he wants to destroy me as a child of God. Yeah. And and one of God's creation. Yeah. So so two two things come to mind there. One is to make sure to make that point that it this is not an equal fight. That that Satan is a created. Yes. Being yes. like like we are exactly, and so he was created as an angel. Yes, where we we're created as human Be beings. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the other part to, to to make sure to bring out is that he's not alone in his quest. No, took a third of the angelic order down with him. Mm -hmm. um, they're kind of his. He can't be um, all places at once like mm -hmm. God. He's not omnipresent, mm -hmm. omnipotent. So he has to have a lot of help mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, and he has this entity, this organized power, as Vine's Expository Dictionary defines it in mm -hmm. the New Testament yeah. term, this organized power called the power of sin mm -hmm. that lives in our flesh, which is, again, has been described to me when I've read commentaries and all that, people a lot smarter than me, is almost, it's almost like the opposite of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. It, mm -hmm. It's this power that lives in our flesh, though, mm -hmm. that he uses as his agent mm -hmm. to try to try to mess mess with us yeah yeah and that's something we'll talk about in in coming episodes yes, absolutely. Of the power of the flesh absolutely so absolutely. you know we, we can't blame everything we do that's yes. wrong or sinful on the devil correct um, we we sure do our part <laughs> no doubt about that yeah no <laughs> doubt about that <laughs> um how, how do we see him active in the world today oh wow i mean um i, I think 
um, doubt, fear, uh, confusion, mm. um, uh, you know, um, hopelessness. I mean, I, all those things I, come from Him because mm-hmm. God would not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he, uh, the way we see Him really play out, I think more than anything else, is in our minds. That's where the real battle goes mm-hmm. on, and He um, goes about trying to um, energize old habits, mm-hmm. thoughts that led to sin. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and lots of times he uses the pronoun, pronoun I. Mm-hmm. I like the way that fit, used to feel, or mm-hmm. I like the way this feels, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he uses our own voice lots of times. Mm-hmm. You know, when, he, when we hear, hear that voice, yeah. but it's our voice. Yeah. And again, that's, that's the deceiver part of him. Mm-hmm. And so I just think he's at work uh, in so many ways. Anything that's opposite of what God wants for us, yeah. Obviously, he's the he's the origin of that. And and again, I just think the bottom line is is he continually tries to get us to doubt who we are. Yeah, I was going to say that those words that you used at the very beginning of fear, anxiety, confusion, hopelessness. Those are really identity words. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just, you know, when you really boil it down to it, how's he? What's he continually do? How's he active at all times? I think it's. It may look like something else, but when you really uh, blow all the dust away and everything, and the origin of it is, he tries to get us to doubt who we are, mm-hmm. our identity. Yeah. Can I can I put you on the spot for just a minute and and maybe talk? about some ways that, that, that you've learned, you know, about the enemy in your personal years of following Christ? Well, before uh, in following Christ, um, you know, I've seen him. Uh, he, I don't ever want him to sound like he's more than he is, mm-hmm. again, because he is a created being. Mm-hmm. But he's pretty smart. I mean, he knows Tim Brown backwards and forwards mm-hmm. as far as, my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as a man, just to be honest with you, he knows one of my weaknesses is the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he uses that mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he know for a long time, one of the way, one of the things he used in my life when my boys were younger, especially, and I have so many regrets about, which again, come from him was anger. I had some, I, I had some anger issues mm-hmm. and, uh, that it was from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was him at work, mm-hmm. and so I, you know I've seen him play out so many times in in specific things like that. Also with uh, ego, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's really, um, and as I've, you know, I, not not for this to come out the wrong way, but as I've moved in more into this calling that he's laid on me, you know, I, I I'm out in front of a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I wrote a book, aren't, aren't you impressed, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. but I, so I get people all the time reaching out to me, oh man, the book, you know, it's amazing, all this and that. Yeah. So he uses my ego sure. in a way as well. So yeah. uh, again, going back, so I think going back to what we talked about a while ago, it's so important to know him uh-huh. and how he works. Yeah. Yeah. Because you you could, if you didn't understand that, you could go, well, I mean, how's he using my ego? Right. Well, he's using your ego to be about you. Yeah. And then he can get you in a situation where 
you go down a wrong road and he gets you to doubt who you are. Yeah. And, then, and then it's just a, yeah, it's a snowball. Spiral from there. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we want to talk about how to push back on some of those things. Mm. And so in just a minute, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some strategies that, that, that you can implement in your life. If, if some of these things are resonating and um, you, you recognize that and really like you need some help, we're going to talk about that help in just a moment. So Tim, I was talking to um, someone who is a, a chaplain in the military recently, and he was talking about a battle buddy and the importance of having a battle buddy and explaining what a battle buddy was. And it, I was just really struck by the accountability, but also the, the security and safety net that mm. that built around the other, the, the, the two soldiers had with and for one another and having that that friend going alongside of them there. Um God has not created us to live this life alone. Men struggle with that. Um, talk a little bit about the importance of having teammates who are in this battle with you. Yeah, wow. Um, you know, we we can go back to the the old Tim Allen home improvement show, and, you know, this, and, and he would do that grunting, you know, mm -hmm. oh, man, you know, oh, uh. mm -hmm. and, and that's, I think that was a, I mean, we, we would laugh about it watching it, but. You know that's really true of of how men really are. Mm. They think, well, I'm a man. Mm -hmm. I, I don't need any help. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I'm not supposed to have any help. I'm a man. God mm -hmm. created me to be a man. I'm a I'm a fixer. I'm a doer. And man, when you're when you believe that, mm -hmm. that is such a huge lie from Satan that that we've believed is a truth. Mm -hmm. So, um, when my son, as we've talked about being military, when we first started re-up, we realized the importance that, that men needed to be with other men mm -hmm. consistently. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Tim Elmore says, more intentional time with fewer people has a greater kingdom impact. It's mm, good. So in thinking through that, well, so what did Jesus do? Did he Did he try to build relationships with thousands of people at one time. No, he, he built it with 12 mm -hmm. and then he really kind of had that inner circle too. Mm -hmm. And so he modeled what I think what Tim Elmore was saying there that wound up having a greater kingdom impact. But also, uh, my son pointed out, you know, dad, you're what, what you're talking about trying to get men together in a battle. And that's something else that men, we need to realize, we are in a battle mm -hmm. every second mm -hmm. of every day mm -hmm. with an enemy who hates our guts mm -hmm. because of because of God, mm -hmm. uh, because of that seed mm -hmm. of Genesis three fifteen, mm -hmm. which Galatians three sixteen tells us was Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, my my son said, you know, Dad, in the military, when men are in a foxhole together, and they're taking fire and heat from the enemy, they're called a fire team. Mm -hmm. And the objective of a fire team is to make sure every man wakes up alive the next day. Mm. And if one of them takes a hit, you help nurse him back. Mm. And so that really described, we thought, what men really needed. Um, you know, the, the Barner research shows that um, less than 5% of Christian men over the age of 30 say they have a best friend. Mm. 
the enemy has done a great job of isolating us. And then you throw 2020 and 21 and part of 22 in there with the pandemic. Yeah. Men are, have, are desperately more than ever before mm. need other men right now mm. in this battle. Mm-hmm. You know, if I took you and dropped you in a foxhole by yourself, Brandon, uh, it wouldn't last cha- long. Yeah, your chances of survival. Because <laughs> yeah. well, you can't watch all four sides. Right. Yeah. And the enemy's not stupid. Yeah. He's going to come where you're not looking. Yeah. So just having that in your life every day. Mm-hmm. And I ask men this all the time, too. I'm like, let me ask you something. How many of you have know that you know that you know that you got five or six men that pray for you and your family mm-hmm. every single day? Mm-hmm. Most men don't have that. Yeah. But then I'll come follow up with that and I'll say, do you realize the significance if you had that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a game changer. Yeah. So again, creating that setting against this enemy for you to have battle buddies, mm-hmm. to have a fire team, to be in a foxhole, mm-hmm. because there is no way in the world you can go about in the midst of this battle and, sur- and survive mm-hmm. or the, your, your chances of survival go down dramatically yeah. if you're by yourself. Yeah. And, but boy, the enemy, Satan has done such a great job of making us think, nah, I'm okay. I'm a man. Yeah. I, I don't need that. Yeah. Mm, that's so where, far from the truth. Where, where, where do you find those men? You know, it's, um, here, I say this all the time now. Um, is you find those men by just asking other men, mm-hmm. do you do you feel like you're in a battle mm-hmm. every day with an enemy who's trying to destroy your marriage, destroy your influence as a man, as a father, whatever? Mm-hmm. And you know what most men are going to say to that question? They're going to go, yeah, man, my yeah, my 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 life is a battle every day. Yeah, I'm just trying to get to the weekend. Yeah. Well, how about six or seven of us get together? Yeah, and help fight this battle together. So what we've learned is is men don't know they need this until they see it, mm-hmm. and they understand that what it can do for them because they're in a battle. Mm-hmm. So I tell guys all the time, if you reached out to six guys and asked them to be in a Bible study, well, how would they react? Yeah. Well, most of them would say, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. If you reached out to six guys and said, hey, I want to be in a sm- I want to start a small group. Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't know. You might get some. Or the next one is, I want to start an accountability group. Mm-hmm. Eh. But if you say, hey, man, I want to start a fire team of guys that are that get together every week and help each other fight a battle yeah. with the enemy who's trying to destroy us as men, mm-hmm. dads, husbands, all that. What do you, would you be interested in that? Mm-hmm. And we find most guys, you just told that man what's going on in his life. Mm-hmm. And he, most men are going to go, yeah, okay, I'm in. Yeah. And, and then we laugh using the fire team structure that reups created after a few weeks, they realize that they're in a, small group Bible study accountability mm-hmm. group. Yeah. But because we described it in a way. Yeah, the terms are different. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, it's the old, it's the old sales thing. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. But it's a truth. Mm-hmm. And we're telling them the truth. Yeah. This is what's going on in your life, Brandon. Yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. So let's, let's do this together. Yeah. And 
And so what, what does that look like then, that, that doing it together? How, how do these men help each other in that, in that fire team? Well, we learned if we just left, left men to their own and they would get together, you know, they would talk about sports and all that. But yeah. if we gave them a very detailed structure with some intentionality to it. So here's 10 accountability questions that you start learning to talk through with each other mm-hmm. of not just fluff stuff, but real stuff mm-hmm. that the enemy's trying to do to kick our tails. Mm-hmm. And then a, a very intentional way to get guys in the word mm-hmm. uh, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. individually. Mm-hmm. Because again, we found most men, if you leave them to their own to get in the word, they're like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. Or I, I'm, I'm, I read Leviticus and fell asleep. Mm-hmm. You know what? But we found if we gave them a very intentional structure every day to use for six days, and then if they could, then if they had some accountability to that with some other guys going, hey, when you show up, we expect you to have done that. Because that's the other thing a good friend of mine has said. He said, you know, we're not, we just don't expect a lot out of men anymore. Mm. We got to raise the bar mm. and start having a higher expectation of each other. And then letting each other off the hook. We got to quit letting each other off the hook too. Mm. But then when you come into that setting and then you talk about God's word together. Mm. And what's interesting is when you give God time enough to teach you enough so you'll learn enough to trust him enough, it's just amazing what can happen because Scripture makes it very clear that the Word is living and breathing, mm-hmm. and the Word will change your life. John eight thirty two. If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, that's kind of what that looks like. And you know, our average tenure right now is nine years. Mm-hmm. These wow. guys staying together, so we know they flourish in it. But it also just proves that if if, if men will, will would be willing to step into this uh, setting because they, they need it desperately, then God will go about proving that he is who he says he is. And they'll, they'll stay. Hmm. The guys will stay then if that, when that happens. Thanks for listening to the Re-Up Men's Podcast with Tim Brown. Here are some takeaway questions from this episode. First, do you realize Satan is an enemy who is tracking you? Are you watching him? Are you turning to God for help to face the battle? One of the places you can turn is to a group of men We call them a fire team. They're a group of guys who are helping you watch your blind spots and asking you to do the same for them. Do you have a group of men like this in your life? Can you imagine how much better your life would be if you did? While the responsibility is on you to find that group of guys, we can help. We have resources for you as you gather and walk together in life. You can find our platform at reuppodcast.com. That's the hub where you'll find the resources created by Tim Brown to help men live by Christ's life. Just go to reuppodcast.com. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast through your favorite platform and your positive feedback will help us reach even more men. Thanks for listening to the Reup Men's Podcast with Tim Brown.